Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Champoli, APPA's News Director. Our guest in this episode is Tim Bryant, who became CEO and General Manager of North Carolina-based public power utility, Fayetteville Public Works Commission, in August of this year. Tim, thanks for joining us. No, thank you, Paul. I appreciate being here. Sure thing. So, Tim, um, just wanted to get our conversation started by um, giving the opportunity to tell our listeners um, about your career prior to your becoming CEO and general manager of Fayetteville PWC. Sure thing, Paul. Um, yeah, I began my career shortly after graduating North Carolina State University here in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, as a mechanical engineer. Started my career with Black and Beach Engineering Firm here in the Cary, North Carolina offices, primarily supporting um, small package boiler simple cycle projects here in North Carolina. Then transitioned out to Black and Beach's headquarters in Kansas City. And there I got the opportunity to work on larger projects, of course, larger combined cycle um, fossil generating electric power projects, as well as additional simple cycle projects all over. I would say North America, quite honestly, uh, not only designing and building or designing the projects, but also going out on number on a number of build assignments on either the construction or the startup side of those projects. From Black and Beach, I transitioned my career to the Southern Company in their Birmingham, North Carolina offices. There, I did more combined cycle, simple cycle project design, as well as got my foray into the coal side of plant operations and um, and, des- and design, quite honestly, more or less on the back end of those coal units, um, scrubbers, backhouse design and construction, as well as ongoing uh, combined cycle project management as well. Leaving Southern Company and uh, supporting all of their subsidiaries, uh, transition to Florida Power Light Company, a subsidiary of NextEra Energy. And at FPL, I made the transition from designing um, power generating facilities to actually operating power generating facilities. So at FPL, I had the opportunity to to operate a number of our fossil generated power plants. It quite honestly, started out by closing down one of our older 1940s, 50s era um, steam plants and transitioned to leading the construction, um, excuse me, the uh, operations rather of a number of our combined cycle projects or plants throughout central and um, I would say west central and south uh, west Florida. And from plant operations on the fossil side of our business, I uh, made the transition to our renewable business where I had the opportunity to lead our wind major maintenance team. And that wind major maintenance team, we had the opportunity to do all the major maintenance of the thousands of wind turbines that Next Air Energy owned and operated throughout North America. So my folks, while based out of our Palm Beach, Florida offices, I also had the opportunity to run our Iowa-based um, gearbox, manufa- gearbox refurbishment and manufacturing plant. Um, again, because we not only replaced the blades and uh, major components on turbines, but also, of course, the all the gearboxes and all the other aspects of maintaining our wind fleet. And from, um, while at NextEra and FPL transitioning from the wind major maintenance, I then transitioned to focus on utility-scale solar development within the state of Florida, working with our development team, had the opportunity to help build out over 50 utility-scale solar sites throughout the state of Florida, as well as the transmission associated with um, those new solar-generating facilities, and then also working alongside or actually within our external affairs and government relations team, 
um, to help engage our local and county and state level uh, elected officials and their staffs as we built out all that solar and transmission throughout the state of Florida. Um, and then, of course, I had the opportunity to leave FPL next era in August of this year to transition here to Fayetteville PwC as the current CEO and general manager. So I just want to talk about in terms of your new role, what, what have your priorities been since taking on um, that new role at the utility? You know, again, uh, Fayetteville PwC, as I looked at the organization before transitioning here, we're a well-run organization. Uh, well over 100 years, and that's been one of the great things about um, coming here. And, of course, even with that long-tenured team that we have and all the great work we've been doing here in the greater Fayetteville community and Cumberland County area, some of the things that I'm looking at uh, to help us uh, to prepare for the future, of course, you know, internally, looking at our organizations and our organizational structure from a succession planning perspective to find our next generation of future leaders. Additionally, applying, you know, taking a, a lot an approach rather of looking at order, more order structure or process improvement culture here at PwC. Again, as I mentioned, we have a lot of uh, seasoned team members and many of our folks have been here 20 to 30 plus years. Right. So uh, one of my first things, you know, that we're working on is taking all that great knowledge from our very well seasoned team members who may be contemplating leaving. Uh, the workforce in a number of years, but transitioning all of those great ideas and our processes to more of a process improvement culture where we have processes that are defined and implemented by our team members um, that continue to allow us to be the great company that we have been for so very long. And in addition to you know the process improvement culture, um, the other aspect about, you know, Fayetteville PwC that is a little bit different and which was one of the great challenges that I saw coming here is the fact that we also run a water and sewer business. So again, Fayetteville PwC, we're more than a electric provider for Fayetteville and, and Cumberland County, but we also have the opportunity to provide water and sewer services as well. And with me being an electric guy by the majority of my career, having the opportunity to learn the water and sewer business and leaning on my, again, my team members here to help us look at what we're doing today um, relative to deploying uh, great water and sewer services, but also planning for the future as we get challenged, quite honestly, by continued growth to bring more water and sewer um, to our customers and all the challenges, if you will, that comes along with water relative to dealing with contaminants and source water and all those things you've heard about in the community about you know water systems across the country, quite honestly, um, as we look at dealing with lead and old piping systems and moving new piping systems to the future to being able to be prepared for that as we, again, manage the growth or our future in the water side of our business, as well as maintaining um, our future look on, or excuse me, our look rather on future costs on the electric side as well. So again, a lot of opportunities here, Paul, and um, it's really a fun time to be at Fayetteville PwC. Just one quick follow-up question. So with respect to succession planning, obviously uh, that's an ongoing concern, not only for public power utilities, but but across the energy sector. So just just a follow-up question. I mean, is there any kind of end goal in terms of the, the looking at, at the succession planning process? Will there be some kind of formal uh, strategy implemented? You know, in my background, um, succession planning, as I'm sharing with my, my folks here, you know, succession planning, performance management, that's an ongoing, everyday thing that we as leaders need to be cultivating amongst our teams. 
right? So while um, I'm not planning any major structural overhauls in terms of, you know, I'm going to, you know, we're going to move our, we're going to downsize our organization, for example, mm-hmm. some of those things you many have seen across industry with new leadership change. No, I'm not doing that. But what I am going to do and what we're in the process of doing is making sure that every team member within PwC has a not only a performance plan, but a development plan. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. literally focused on developing our next generation of leaders and helping all of our employees, for that matter, understand where they want to be in the future of PwC, how they can better lean in and demonstrate their best skills uh, to better service our customers. Um, so while no, there won't be a overall, a complete overhaul of our structure, it's really going to be leaning in harder uh, to help grow our team members to be the best that they can be. So I wanted to switch gears here in terms of topics and talk about renewable energy and uh, energy storage. As you know, in 2019, the utility built North Carolina's first municipal community solar battery storage project. And Fayetteville PwC subsequently installed new Tesla battery storage systems at the site. Um, so could you talk about how the utilities customers have benefited from the uh, community solar and uh, energy storage systems? Sure thing, Paul. And yes, we do have, we currently have a MEC one megawatt community solar site at our Butler Water Facility, which is coupled with a two megawatt battery. Uh, we are literally in the process of uh, building out at least three more of these community solar sites. And the benefit that we see with these community solar coupled with battery sites is it really helps to lower our costs um, to our to our customers. While, yes, we have our Butler Water Power Generating Facility, um, our primary Power supplier is Duke Energy Progress here on um, Fayetteville PwC. So anything that we can do by delivering more solar and offsetting our coincident peak with our batteries will help lower costs for our customers because that's just less energy that we're buying from Duke and particularly at the most expensive times of the day, right, by deploying that battery smartly um, to help minimize our cost to our customers. So I wanted to to talk uh, about um, the utility's strong record with respect to reliability. Uh, you know, in 2022, um, the utility earned a reliable public power provider diamond designation from uh, APPA, which is award's highest designation. And I wanted to also let our listeners know that this was the sixth time in the award's history that the utility earned the diamond level designation. So against that background, could you offer additional details in terms of the steps the utilities taken to achieve such high levels of reliability? Sure thing. Um, Paul, again, we are Fedville's hometown utility, and that comes first and foremost. So we know all of our customers. You know, our customers know us. And, you know, unlike, you know, as I've spent most of my career on the investor-owned side of the business, but coming to this side, the municipal side of our business, we really and truly know our customers in that we are part, they are part of our community and we are part of that community. And with that in mind, we don't take it lightly by making sure that we're doing everything that we can to ensure the best reliability for our customers. So that means continuing our evolution on deploying of smart technology. You know, back in 2009, we really started the process of replacing our older substations with new smart substations, you know, with micropressure-based relays and automation and controls to allow us to better respond to outages. And or quite honestly, with the uh, predictive analytics for some of our automatic transfer switches and the tools that AMI metering provides, being able to predict uh, where we might have outages, right? And being able to minimize that impact to our customers. Um, so along with that infrastructure on our distribution side, you know, being able to leverage our 
uh, an electric outage map and communications with our customers so they know um, not only where our impact is going to be, but also giving them an idea about how long that outage might take to be restored. So again, that also helps us with our reliability. And lastly, you know, managing vegetation. You know, again, coming from Florida, where vegetation management was a year-round, twenty-four-seven project for us. Not so much here in Fed, but no, but nonetheless, making sure that our distribution and or transmission corridors are free from impacts of vegetation um, is also huge for us because, again, as we know, uh, all it takes is a tree or an animal, you know, making um, impacts to our lines to cause an outage. So as we continue to manage vegetation, as we continue to look at technology and leveraging technology, that's how we have addressed um, reliability and how we will continue to increase our reliability moving forward is leveraging, again, technology and better managing vegetation across our system. Well, Tim, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with us. It's been a really informative conversation, and I would love to have you back uh, at some point next year, kind of just maybe revisit some of these topics. I'm sure there's other things we could talk about as well. But again, thank you for your time. Well, Paul, thank you. I appreciate it. And as you can tell, I'm passionate about our business, and I could go on much, much longer. And I'll definitely look forward to reconvening with you in the, in the future. Terrific. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which was produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer at APPA. I'm Paul Schimpole, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power. Mm-hmm.